Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Today, we continue our payments journey series on credit cards. Have you ever wondered what really happens when you pay with a credit card? How is that whole thing made possible? Who are the different stakeholders involved? How is the money actually transferred? Well, if so, you're about to have an answer to those questions. In this episode, expect to learn what are card payment networks and how they operate, what is an issuing bank and an acquiring bank when it comes to credit cards, the secrets behind the little authorized message displaying when you make a payment by card, and much more. If you enjoyed the episode, please do rate us in your favorite podcast app. This helps us a lot and only take literally 2.5 seconds. We also released an ebook. We have gathered all our learnings for more than 70 episodes and put them into a book with, of course, some exclusive contents and even a small surprise. So head to the link in the description to download it. And the best part is it is completely free. With all that being said, let's get on with the show. So, Guillaume, we've talked about um, credit cards and the different types of credit cards and debit cards, right? And you basically explained, if I'm not wrong, that the main difference is really the providers uh, yes. between different types of credit cards, right? Debit cards are just money coming out of the bank account. Credit cards is you're uh, tapping into a line of credit, mm-hmm. um, a recurring one, right? A regenerative one, exactly. not like other forms of credit, like a mortgage, which is a one-time one. Um so that's that's sort of what they are now mm-hmm. just like checks like we did our episode with checks Yum, i want to understand um when i pay with a credit card mm-hmm. right what actually happens in the background so yeah. i um go to you know someone comes to my coffee shop for example mm-hmm. and uh they pay for their coffee with credit cards which has got a lot of fees for me but okay i'm a nice uh, business owner i'm okay to take that for my customers so kind. um <laughs> what happens uh, the moment um, that the payment is made to when the money arrives in my bank account? Yeah. So I'm, I'm very pleased you take the example of your cafes. Uh, this is exactly what I have in mind for a little bit later on. And your question is actually pointing towards what's become super interesting uh, when we talk about credit cards, but also tricky. So let's take the time to break everything down here. And it indeed starts with networks. And here we typically talk about card networks or associations. And those are typically Visa, um, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. Those are the ones we talked about in the previous uh, section of this episode. Okay, so those are the networks. So we call them networks because they maintain um, an upgrade, obviously, networks of IT infrastructures, policies, servers, and so on. And this allows them to connect banks, merchants, such as the Hussam's Cafe, for instance, that want to be able to receive payments by cards, and people using the cards, the end users. So all those people are connected to each other payment-wise thanks to those networks. Okay, so the the Visa, the MasterCard, the the networks that connect all these different uh, nodes, right? These different parts of the transaction to each other. Yes. Right? So what happens in the bank side of that transaction exactly? So 
without any surprise, we indeed have banks involved in this process. Um, and we said it multiple times, banks are at the center of treasury activities. And this case is no exception. So their role here, and you might have noticed that when you open a bank account, this one often comes with a debit card so you can easily use the money you have on your bank account. Well, credit cards are obviously part of their offers or most of the banks as it is good business as we will see in a second. Okay, so the credit card, so like I said, bank uh, debit cards are when you directly take money out to the bank account, the money that you have. Yes. Right. And the credit card is the line of credit, which is given to the person, right? The, the person is given from the bank an allowance, which they can spend the bank's money. Exactly. A cash advance from the bank, indeed. Okay. And so this in itself is already money for the bank. Um, I really want to take the time to break everything down here. But so there is the cost of the card itself from the bank, right? So it's already good business. This rarely comes for free. I mean, it's rare to have debit cards might be free sometimes, but credit cards often come with an annual yearly fee. And it typically ranges between 30 and $50 or euros per year. But those are pocket money compared to the real deal. And we will come to it a little bit later on. Which I guess is the interest, right? That's what we use. So interest will be part of it as well. And there is something even bigger, but Hussam, I would like to keep a little bit of tension here. But indeed. <laughs> okay. Then let's talk about costs because obviously the bank needs to be part of this network. Right? Yes. So when I go to my bank, uh, so if we take a bank, for example, an American bank like um, Chase, right? Yes. You go to the bank, you get your credit card, but the credit card is a MasterCard or an American Express or a Visa card, right? Yeah. So banks need to issue a card with a network. Yes. I guess. Exactly. And that could be any, actually, uh, of the ones we mentioned earlier. So you said MasterCard, there is also Visa, Discover, American Express. And to be noted that um, the two first, especially Visa and MasterCards, uh, also have other kinds of policies. You cannot jo just join the network as a bank. You need to fulfill a certain list of criteria. Let's not get into the details of that, but let's just say that the most renowned and popular banks usually are part of at least one of those, but very, very often both Visa and MasterCard uh, at the very least. And in certain parts of the world, such as North America, as you can imagine, American Express is very widely used uh, and discovered as well in certain regions. Okay, so the bank is part of the network. Yes. Um, they need to uh, comply with the policies of the network to be able to issue a card on that network. Exactly. Um, what about the other side, the end user? How, do, how does the how are they part of this this yeah. network? Very good. So they are indeed, yeah, one of the main stakeholders, obviously, right? They are the one using the the network in the first place um, to make their payment. So when you go to your bank saying, "I want a credit card," let's say you get a visa like me, um, and you become indirectly a stakeholder and member of that network because you're going to use either Visa, MasterCard, Amex, or Discover to make a large part of your payments, right? In your daily life, um, you now, especially in Western societies, rarely use cash or checks. Uh, you most of the time use debit or credit cards when you go to a shop. Also, the bank that issues a credit card to an end user for him or her um, to use is called the issuing bank. I just want to emphasize on this um, name and title because that's something that is going to come back later on in this episode okay and as an end user we want to have that credit card 
Why? Because of all the benefits we've already discussed, right? In the previous episode, we yes. said you're using their money, not your own. You build your credit score, these kind of things. Exactly. Right? But but what's the end user's participation in the network? Okay. So to understand properly how it works, um, <laughs> let's say that I have my credit card and I told you about it earlier. Um, it's perfect that you point out the example of Usam's Cafe because let's say I want to go to your cafe and enjoy a delicious flat white with, of course, the best pain au chocolat in the world. What do you of think course. of that? Because of my French partner that's making my mess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the kitchen in the morning. And and so for the sake of the example, you're coming in and uh, you will pay with your visa card, for example, that you mentioned, right? And yes. I accept that payment. Then what happens? Absolutely. Perfect. So we are aligned on the, the means of payments. And let's say I came with all my friends and uh, bought for 100 euros worth of coffee, pain au chocolat, and those very expensive but yet delicious cookies of yours. So it starts to make it interesting for you as well, right? To make my credit card payments. You just don't want to say, okay, no, please pay me by cash. It starts to be a rather large amount of money. Uh, you want to make sales as much as possible uh, of 100 euros and more. So it's win-win. I'm using my credit card. You accept credit cards. That's perfect. So the question is, how can you accept such payments, right? Um, you will obviously not be able to just take my credit card in your hand and say, okay, now the, your money is on my bank account. So you need some sort of terminal or point of sale, we call it, in order to accept it. And this is one of the requirements in order to receive credit card payments, a piece of hardware or software and software, actually, that will allow you to collect payments via credit cards. Everybody might have an idea of what it looks like. This is what most merchants hand over to you. Um, so you can insert your credit card and type in your PIN code. Um, this added to the checkout. It is all linked and allows a merchant to acquire credit card payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I need a, a card machine, basically. Exactly, yeah. Right, so I need a card machine in my cafe to be able to accept your card payment. Yes. Um, and that card machine needs to be connected to my bank, right? My my cafe's business account. Exactly. Um, what happens if that account is on a different network like MasterCard, though? So if your machine is only on the MasterCard network and I only have a Visa card, the two won't work together. So your machine and ultimately your bank needs to be on the same network as my bank and my credit card, which is why we were talking about networks, right? They all need to be interconnected. As highlighted before, most of the banks today, and so merchants consequently, will have the capacity to accept both Visa and MasterCard. But for instance, not all of them, especially in Europe, uh, will be able to accept American Express because this is really a specificity from the US that is used worldwide, but still less than Visa and MasterCard. So we, in the case of your cafe, uh, your bank needs to be part of the Visa network, and it is the case for the sake of the example, of course. Otherwise, my bank and your bank wouldn't be able to communicate. And in the case of your cafe, the business accepting credit card payments, the jargon uh, for your bank is the merchant bank. You know, we were talking about the issuing bank earlier, the one that issues the credit card for me. Your bank, as it allows you to accept credit card payment, is the merchant bank, or more precisely, in credit card lingo, the acquirer bank. And that is it. We covered the most important stakeholder of the network. Okay, so basically, for you to, uh, you have a, you have a credit card with a bank 
um, which is on the Visa network. Yes. Um, me as a merchant, I need to have a point of sale, like a card machine mm -hmm. uh, and software behind that, which needs to be on the same network as yours. There's no like intercompatibility thing here. It's not like if I'm on Master, that's somehow compatible with Visa. Mm -hmm. um, I need to have your network available. So for example, in Belgium, right, where we, uh, we're from, Kiam, yeah. um, they Maestro is really big there, right? Absolutely. It's like exactly. a local network. It's a very like Belgian network, I think, and exactly. Dutch network. Yeah. Um, if 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 I have if I'm not on the Maestro network, I cannot accept any cards issued by Maestro. So we don't right. want too many networks, I guess, out there, right? We want. This is a very good point. Yeah. So you want in an ideal world one network that everybody will use. That will make it much simpler, right? But obviously, and we're going to come to it, but Visa and MasterCard do not do this for free. There is a cost embedded to it, and it's important to have competition and different type of networks. And on top of that, uh, let's say you're a network, you develop your business, you allow payments and collections in certain part of the world, but in another world, you cannot let these people not being able to handle car payments or another networks in the name of, I'm saying something, Discover, for instance, starts its own business and allow credit card collections like this. But so ideally, yes. You only want one network, but in reality, it's much more complex. So we talked about the four main, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. But, and your example is spot on with Maestro. This is a rather smaller network, but yet still widely used. We can think about Bank Contact as well. Bank Contact is really Belgium native and Netherlands and Luxembourg a little bit, but that's it. So we, you will have worldwide uh, some small networks that are having a business as well. But we are taking the example of Visa and MasterCard because this is something everybody will be able to relate to. And they're also the most developed and the bigger. That's that's why. Mm -hmm. So talk us to the practicalities, Guillaume. So when you come in, you make the payment with your card. What exactly happens, like step by step? Yeah. So we remember we have in total five stakeholders, right? We have me, who have credit cards. My bank, the Ishui Bank, that's issued the credit card. All this is connected to the Visa network, so that's the third stakeholder. Um, your bank, so the acquiring bank, is also connected to that network, and yourself, obviously, so five stakeholders. Now, the first thing that will happen um, is actually what we call the authorization. It is simply the process of checking whether I can afford those 100 euros worth of cookies and cafe, uh, and coffee, sorry, at your cafe. Now that we all have all our stakeholders in mind, here is what happens. I swap my cards in your point of sales. A message, electronical of course, is sent to the acquiring bank, your cafe's bank. This message basically says, hey, does Guillaume have 100 euros available right now? Since your bank has absolutely no clue whether I do have the money or not, it transmits the message to the Visa network that in turn will send it to my bank the issuing bank and all this happens in a matter of seconds okay so the message is uh, arrived it's at your bank yeah right your bank then needs to say back again that yes the money is available right exactly and then so it that... will send the money exactly so especially in that order indeed 
In case of credit cards, what my bank, the issuing bank, will do is check the credit limit that I have. It actually doesn't really look at my own money, my money on my bank account. Well, if it issued a credit card for me, it knows that most of the time I will have money on my bank account that will be able to repay for my credit balance. But at that moment in time, when they receive the message, they do not check my bank balance. They check my credit limit. And if there is more than 100 euros available, then it will indeed confirm that I can pay. Then my bank indeed authorize the transaction. The message goes back through Visa, through your bank, to arrive to your terminal. And this is when the little message that we'll all know displays, authorized. And then the money gets transferred. Absolutely. And obviously, you who Sam's Cafe, and I'm sorry about that, you haven't received the 100 euros yet. Um, and whilst I drink my coffees, and the, the authorization did happen. So there is a little bit of delay here. And actually, you won't receive a complete 100 euros. What happens is that my bank will take 100 euros out of my credit limit and send the money. But as we just discussed, there are quite some third parties involved in the process and all this has a cost to some. And banks taking their fees as always. This is exactly <laughs> big bad banks. And this is exactly what we're going to break down. <laughs> 